The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. My guest today, Mark Anthony, is the author of The Afterlife Frequency, the scientific proof of spiritual contact and how that awareness will change your life. It is life-changing, and for someone that kind of walks in that area, I know how life-changing it has been for me. Mark delves deep into it and in a way that anybody can understand it. So without um, further ado, welcome, 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 welcome to Soulful Living, Mark. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thank you, Terry. I'm honored to be here um, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Well, I really loved, first of all, the title of the book and I loved the research that I did on your work and listening to some of the clips and the videos and how you make it so much easier for people to understand that maybe don't necessarily believe in psychic or mediumship or the energy of all of it and you clearly define it. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate that because there, there's many reasons uh, and many really um, synchronistic events that went into writing this book, but it kind of starts when I was eight years old, and my dad and my mom were both mediums. They both had these abilities. My dad was a Navy SEAL who had become a NASA engineer. Mom was a commercial illustrator. And, you know, my dad worked with astronauts in space, so when I was a little kid, he was my hero. And I remember one night we were looking at the stars and I was always asking questions like, why is this? How is this? You know, and he said, Mark, there is no such thing as a mystery. There are only questions for which we do not yet have the answer. And then, yeah. And he said, if enough research, enough funding, enough dedication is put into anything, you're going to find the answer. And he said that it will be explainable through science. And so that's why I wrote this book, because people think that what you do as a shaman, what I do as a medium, is either we're making it up, which clearly we're not, or it's some kind of hocus pocus or magic. 
but there's a delivery system. There is a reason how and why everything happens. And this doesn't take away from the spiritual component of it. It merely explains it. And so what I found, Terry, is in the different forms of what I call interdimensional communication, spirit communication, spirit mm-hmm, contact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and you know, before we went on the air, you know, we were chatting and you said, Well, you know, I want to go wherever spirit guides me. And it's like perfect because People have been looking at the different forms of spirit communication like a salad bar. Okay, mediumship's over here, shamanism's over here, energy healing's over there, near-death experiences are here, out-of-body experiences, deathbed visions, and they're not. They all have a common denominator, which is energy. And I know that in our field, people are like, oh, energy this and energy that. But when you start understanding energy from from a physics, from a quantum physics standpoint— uh, we realize that everything is energy. And if you indulge me just for a moment, that everything is molecules. Everything is made of molecules. We all learn that in school. Molecules are made of atoms. Atoms are made of smaller particles known as electrons, protons, and neutrons. And they are in turn made of a smaller particle, the most basic unit, the most basic building block of everything in our dimension, our material world, is quantum. And quanta is electromagnetic energy okay for the physics people technically an electron is a quantum (laughs) okay so um um, you know uh, i want to clarify that because you know we'll get somebody saying oh you know um, yeah but but what that means is that everything at its most basic level is electromagnetic energy in other words this book (laughs) the afterlife frequency may be an inanimate object but it is energy And all energy on the subatomic level has a frequency that vibrates. So that means my book, you and me, Terry, the air we're breathing, the light we're seeing, the radio waves this show is being transmitted on, the space between the earth and the sun, the nuclear reactions of the sun, all of that is on the same basic level electromagnetic energy, and they all vibrate at different frequencies. So that's how all the spiritual phenomenon, interdimensional communication, have a common denominator, but that's how and why we're all linked and connected. And I think it's important that we we understand this. And the beauty of living in the time that we do, Terry, is that we now have quantum physics to prove this. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you talk about, which you you just kind of touched on, was that higher levels and lower levels and even how we'll use the word the spirit realm or, you know, the afterlife, how they're at this higher level and we are at this lower level and they can access, come through to access us because they're at that higher level. Exactly. The, the way I like to explain it, which which you just did, is think of our world as AM radio. So we're vibrating at this frequency. The afterlife frequency, the other side is FM radio. So you have two energetic systems, both with energy, vibration, frequency. And when you get an overlap, an alignment of frequency, that's when you get the spirit communication, whether it's through a medium or whether you get a visitation in a dream or a loved one speaks to you, whether you have a near-death experience where somebody dies and, and they go, their consciousness um, goes into the light and they encounter deceased loved ones and, and even something greater that, that we could call the divine, the, the power we call God. 
people have out-of-body experiences. And all of these operate on the same principle, which is energy transfer and frequency alignment. I love that you used uh, the radio. Uh, when I when I hold drum circles and I'm teaching people how to journey, I tell them about the drum. And I'm like, think of the drum as the phone ringing in another realm saying, oh, there's Terry, let's go down and get her. And that's what I think about that higher frequency that you talk about in the book is that they're hearing a ring, they're, they're sensing whatever you wanna call it, you know, your description is different than that. They're sensing it though, that energy, and they drop in and here we are. How do people become more aware and open to paying attention to those vibrations? You know, um, I saw a funny post on Facebook recently, and it was all these people sitting in a public park, and they're all playing on their cell phones like this. Mm-hmm. And it's all these people sitting on benches, and you see Bigfoot walking behind them. And it and the caption reads, this is why there have been no recent pictures of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, distracted. Every, Everybody is distracted, you know, yeah. and, and there was a line in Harry Potter that I really loved where Hermione says muggles created technology in the Internet because they don't have magic, you know, and, and so we have. Oh, I love that. I know. Isn't that cool? There's yes. A, we have all these this miraculous technology, but on the downside is is created a whole lot of distractions for yeah. us. We become reliant on it, and we're so our our head is so filled with zap action. I mean, we're bombarded by information on the internet, on TV, and and all of these distractions that we're tuning things out. And so, to answer your question directly, how do people become more aware? And throughout the, my book, The Afterlife Frequency, I explain about situational awareness. That was something my dad, the Navy SEAL, really hammered into me. Mm-hmm. You just don't walk into a room. You just don't go into the ocean. You just don't go anywhere and not pay attention to what's around you. You observe things. Any first responder, anybody in the military is going to talk to you about situational awareness. But I found in you know growing up as a medium, having parents who are mediums, that we have to expand that beyond just the physical to where we begin to pick up on the subtle nuances, the impulses, the frequency alignment with with spirits. Because spirits are not here to control us or to harm us or to scare us. They're here to present guidance, messages of love, healing, and resolution. And sometimes those messages will include a warning of a person, place, or thing to avoid that could potentially be dangerous. And so I give some exercises in the book, plus I I explain my four-step raft technique. Um, Could you indulge me and let me explain how I came up with the raft technique? Yeah, absolutely, and I'm glad you did because that was my next question here, (laughs) was, okay, let's talk about the raft. We're gonna ride the raft for a minute. uh, Okay, (laughs) so so here I am in my, this is my office, here I am in my office and I'm working on, how do I explain to people who aren't mediums or, or psychics per se, that we can all benefit from a spiritual experience and, and we can all have have that contact. I, I couldn't come up with a thing, Terry. 
so I had that dreaded writer's block. You know, anyone that's written even a you know a term paper or an article, and much less a book, all knows about writer's block. So I thought, all right, let me clear my head. I'm going to go for a walk on the beach because I live near the ocean. So I'm walking down my driveway, and I get these tingles. All right, so okay, tingles. I know that that's electromagnetic activity. Yeah. So I immediately do an about face and head in a different direction. I thought I was going to be walking on the beach, but now I figure, all right, let me go walk on this bike path near my house. Then around 11 in the morning, I'm walking down the bike path, and I see these two objects shining in the sun. And I walk over, and it's a nickel and a penny, and I go to pick them up, and I hear my mom's voice. All right, now, both my parents are, parents are in spirit, and mom's voice is, says, if, if their head's down, it's bad luck. And I start laughing because, you know, that part of my family is of Italian descent. And, you know, we have a superstition for all occasions, you know, ladders, black cats. Oh, my God, don't break a mirror, you know. Yeah. And, and then I hear my dad's wow. voice. It's money. Grab it. So I'm laughing and I'm holding the, this nickel and this penny in my hand. I go, oh, six cents. Six cents. I'm like, OK, OK, OK. They're trying to tell me something. And I get these chills and tingles intensify. Then in my mind's eye, I get this. I see my an image of my father standing in the ocean up to his waist, holding this blue canvas raft that he always he used to go body surfing on it. And, you know, when we play in the ocean with it and I'm th thinking, what is he showing me raft? And then it hit me. Teach, he's Mark, teach people how to recognize signs from spirits, accept the contact is real, feel it without overthinking it, and then trust the message. That was it. Raft. So I ran back. The words flew out of me. Writer's block, long gone, the raft technique. And so and it's interesting because the raft technique and how I arrived at it is a perfect example of how to use it. So yeah. when you get those tingles or those feelings or gosh i feel somebody around or this thought comes to you that this this powerful feeling you have to recognize that that's a sign from a spirit accept it as real give yourself permission to have it yeah feel it without overthinking it now this is where people go wrong they overthink it oh this is just my imagination oh it's a grief induced hallucination oh this is what i want i, I call that this is drawing on my legal background cross-examining the experience okay you cross-examine it oh that can't be it uh you would have me believe this you know and that's how we we negate it so get that out of there feel it without overthinking it and then trust in the message and the trust part is also very important because in this crazy world that we're living in now and the world's always been crazy it's just that you know we're aware of it because of technology there are people who are going around like like you're you're a shaman, Terry, but there are people who are saying, oh, I'm a shaman. And because I'm a shaman, that um, tells me um, I'm getting messages to start an insurrection or to start a violent protest or people who twist religions to justify homicide, explosions, murder, suicide bombings. Those are not messages from spirits. Those are not messages from the divine those are the direct result of a person's ego edging God out. Yep. And the ego, and, and what it is, the people that do these things, they have a political agenda or a financial agenda, and they're looking for a moral justification to commit acts of anger, bigotry, hatred, and violence. Those are acts of the ego. Acts from spirits 
Messages from spirits are about peace, love, healing, resolution, protection. And that's how you can tell the difference. So when you get to the T part of raft, realize spirits aren't telling you, hey, go blow up a building. Okay. Right. That is never a message. I mean, I mean, when did you ever hear Buddha or Jesus say, go smite your enemies and cut their heads off? Okay. They don't. No, <laughs> they, no. They don't. Because they were all about love, peace, love, and understanding. Yeah. No suicide bombers. No going into a, you know, a, a building and, killing a bunch of people instead go in and love go in and send more love i i think i like to share with my clients it's always a benevolent message it's a benevolent loving message if you get anything different it is exactly what you said it's the ego's way and and trust it don't judge it you know i for myself when i find that like they'll tell me something and i'm like that can't be real and then i have to stop and say wait who am I to, to disagree? Do I really think that this, this ego of mine knows more than what they have to say? And if I go against what they have to say, it doesn't turn out. It's not. If I go with the flow of being with that divine information, that, that benevolent information, then it's always on target. Absolutely. Always Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in, in the, you know, the ego and I know there's like in the new age field, like ego is about fear and all fear is bad and all love is good. And it's not that simplistic. Not. Okay. A fear of sticking your hand into a bucket full of rattlesnakes is a very good fear to have. Okay. Yes. Um, and falling in love with a sociopath is not a pleasant or positive experience yeah. you know so so we also have to realize that that you know because so many times in the new age field i hear all love good all fear bad no you got to teach a child to be afraid of hot because you don't want your child touching a stove or, or or getting burned in some way and also you know with love love is is very difficult and yet simple thing. Yeah. Um, and I like that little expression. If if you um, let a bird go and it flies away, it was you know it doesn't come back. It was never yours. But if it does, it always was. And it's the same thing with our heart. You can't make somebody love you. You can't force somebody to love you. Uh, but love is an energy. And there's a Hindu saying. And I read this in a book about uh, the Beatle George Harrison, who was who was a Hindu. And he said that when you look in the eyes of someone you love, who truly loves you, you catch a glimpse of God. Mm. Because that energy, that love energy is God. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I heard somebody one time say something like, the opposite of love is love. Fear is itself, but the opposite of love is love. If you want things to change, love more. Just keep loving more. And like you were talking about in the beginning, um, Buddha and uh, Jesus, they, they would love more. That's it. They would just love more. Continue to show up in that way. And it's hard. You know, it's, it's hard. really hard. You know, it's... it's we're human. Know, it, it, we're human. And, uh, you know, people think we're in the new age field and we're running around flinging flowers at people, singing namaste. And it's like... You know, we do have to function in the real world. And the test of all that, 
is it's very easy to be enlightened yeah. when you're on a mountaintop. Well, let's say you're on a mountaintop in Sedona, you know, those beautiful orange, you know, mountains. And I'm like, oh, I'm so at peace in the universe. All right, well, let's see how at peace in the universe you are when you're stuck in a traffic jam in L.A. All right, right. now, there, there's a whole different paradigm there. And that's where, and this is the challenge, you know, when every, every uh, major belief system, every belief system has their version of the golden rule, you know, treat yeah. people the way you want to be treated. I, I say it boils down to this, be nice. Well, it's easy to say that. It's right. much more challenging to do it. And so these are some of the lessons that you will learn when you engage in the interdimensional communication, whether it's shamanism, mediumship, near-death experiences, uh, shared death, deathbed visions. You come f away from all that to see the interconnectedness between all of us and that it is the ego that causes us to do negative things. Because whenever you hurt somebody's feelings or you do something awful, were you acting out of love or were you acting out of me, me, me? And so when you start to see that, and, and nobody is immune from that. Nobody's immune from that. It, it happens to all of us. We're all a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. Imagine. So one thing we touched on very briefly was that um, in, in one of your lives here on the planet, you're an attorney. And could you imagine telling one of your criminals, Oh, you just have to love more, right? Oh, you just have to love more, right? No, that is not a real tool that's going to work for them. No, it <laughs> isn't. Place and, of enlightenment, right? You know, there, there were times when I would have sort of philosophical discussions with some of my criminal clients, you know, and I said, you know, you know, do unto others before they do unto you. And I remember one guy says, well, my thought is do unto them before they do it to you. And it's like, right. no, 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 that's... <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> That's not that, you know, and, and, um, oh gosh, I have so many stories, some, some, you know, really horrifying, some, some funny. And I do, uh, put some of those in, in the afterlife yeah. frequency because, you know, I want people to understand that I do live in, in the real world. You know, yeah. we all live, you know, cause I, I was at a paranormal, not, excuse me, not paranormal. Um, I've spoken at a number of paranormal conferences, but I was at a spiritual conference and the discussion of that that horrible organization, ISIS, had come up. And somebody said, well, we, we can get them to stop. We just need to raise our vibration. That's and it's like, easy. really? No, it's not that easy. Not you think they're going to stop like beheading thousands of people because you're sending happy thoughts? Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, I've, I've been in the trenches. I've sat across the table from people who were handcuffed, okay, and they looked at me and said, if I weren't handcuffed, I'd slit your throat. Wow. And they meant it. Yeah. Okay. And so, because a lot of a lot of psychics, a lot of mediums go around, oh, everything's lovely, like attracts like, and all this. And it's like, um, you know, love is so important. We have to love ourselves, not narcissism, but but love ourselves, love others, treat people with love. But that doesn't mean being naive. And that ties into the spiritual situational awareness that we were talking about earlier. Right. Yeah, you know, you've got to, when you, especially these days, um, you go into a public setting, you've got to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. I remember years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine that had been in Israel. And um, this is before all the, the mass shootings and things like that had started in the U.S. And he said that, he goes, look over there. there, there's a pile of luggage. He said, in Israel, 
if if there's a um, a group, uh, there, if there's a bunch of unattended luggage, he goes, the police are on top of that right now because chances are there's a bomb in it. Wow. 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 That's crazy. Well, and and spiritually, energetically, when you practice the raft method, you can walk into a room and be able to feel more of that, to pay attention, not to the luggage and the bomb, right? But you can look around the room and kind of get a sense for the energy in the room and be able to tell whether it's um, it's going to flow in the way that you anticipate it. If it's, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, more of a positive feeling because that's yeah. what people, you know, people uh, glean towards. Or if there's something in there that doesn't just set right and pay attention to that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why the raft technique is, is so important. And that's one of the, the teaching uh, modalities in the afterlife frequency, because, you know, there's a practical aspect to spirituality. It, you know, being spiritual isn't about just sitting on a mountain. Look, if you get a chance to sit on top of a mountain anywhere and just groove with the, the beauty of it, absolutely do it. Yeah. Okay. But being spiritual doesn't mean that you spend your life on the top of that mountain. We've got to take that serenity and bring it with us into the traffic jam in L.A. or Cleveland or yeah. Pittsburgh or wherever you are and and realize. Um, I, I heard a funny saying, realize that the, the person in the car in front of you is not your enemy. Yeah. Well, and it, it reminded me of Thich Nhat Hanh and peace with every step. Yeah. You know, he, he's like, if true peace is to be able to remain calm among the chaos, right? And that's as you develop the techniques and use the books from the afterlife frequency, you'll be able to walk with a little bit more peace, hopefully, right? That's the glean. And be able to connect with the spirits because as you point out in the book, everybody has that potential. They have that potential to do so. Yes. Yes, and, and the book is not about turning everybody into a medium, but increasing your spiritual situational awareness. Because not everybody is a medium or a psychic, right. just like not everybody is a an Olympic swimmer. Not everybody is a mathematician. Not everybody is a concert pianist. I can bang around on a piano and I can swim and and you know I can you know I can balance my checkbook. But that doesn't mean I'm going to turn into Billy Joel, Michael Phelps, or Elon Musk. Right. I would like you to stay just who you are. I really appreciate your work, Mark. <laughs> Don't try to be Elon Musk. <laughs> right, right. You know, and it's funny, you know, it's like, you know, being who you are is a full-time job. You know, I remember yeah. you know, like when you're a kid and, and you're socializing and people say, well, just be yourself. Well, you know, I was a kid that saw dead people, you know, it right? was a little bit awkward, but I, you know, I kept it, I kept that to myself because my parents yeah. told me, just talk about it to us. With people, us. Yeah. People don't understand. And, and, uh, I certainly understood that as I, you know, as I got older that not everybody's mommy and daddy were like mine, you know, it's right. funny, you know, I always like, I've always, you know, enjoyed watching TV. I never resonated with the Brady Bunch. I was more in tune with the Adams family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. And Nancy Drew. I liked a little bit of the detective stuff too, right? Uh, okay, well, we're down to the wire. We only have like a minute left. And I feel like this conversation could go on for hours. 
and that everybody would glean some insight from it that they could take out into the day, which leads me to this. Um, first of all, listeners, Mark Anthony, medium Mark Anthony. Uh, he has a show on Thursdays. Uh, what's the time? Give us a little insight on that. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, The Psychic and the Doc. And if you want to find out about my show, how to tune into it, sign up for my newsletter, schedule a reading with me, and order my book, please visit my website, afterlifefrequency.com. Uh, I wanted to make it easy. And Terry, um, my book was released on October 12th, and within the first two weeks, it's hit number one bestseller status on Amazon. Wow. It, I, I received notification. It's been submitted for a Pulitzer Prize. That's amazing. Congratulations. I, thank you. Then I found out that film legend Shirley MacLaine recommended it in her most recent newsletter, which, which oh, my God. I mean, I, I was so honored. And then um, over, um, over the weekend, this last weekend, my publisher inform me it's already in a second printing. And so that's wow. within two weeks of the release. And congratulations! All, all I can say is thank you to everybody for your love and support. Um, I am so humbled and so honored by this. And uh, if you want to find out more, kindly visit my website, afterlifefrequency.com. Thank you. Well, and I love that you dedicated it to Shirley. She is definitely, she is definitely a front runner on getting all of this spiritual stuff out there. So thank you for that. Okay. I love for my guests to leave the listeners with a thought they can take out into the day to empower them or elevate their soul. What would that be for you, Mark? A five point message, the divine power that we call God, whatever you want to refer to that energy exists that our soul which i term the electromagnetic soul is an immortal living being that heaven nirvana the afterlife exists that we can communicate with souls of our loved ones who have left this world and that we'll be reunited with our loved ones in the light when it is our time to leave the material world mm, thank you Thank you so much for that. And thank you for being here with me today and sharing your passion, your life, your story, your love. I really appreciate that. And listeners, don't forget, tune in, afterlifefrequency.com. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.